All right. With Sandeep Ban, uh, entrepreneur, extraordinaire, CEO, and founder of Prognos. How are you? Good. Doing you are well. one of the original health transformers from back in the day. The, um, yes, the first batch. It's, it's amazing to see you and see how amazing you guys are doing at Prognos. Uh, for the world, give us the vision of Prognos because I think it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. So we started about a little over seven years ago now. Uh, you know, the journey continues. It started with a dream. The dream was if we can predict disease earlier, we can improve health and improve outcomes. You know, I think we all know somebody, a loved one, directly, indirectly, that could have benefited from knowing what was going on earlier. And that's really what's driven us all these years. And now we're close to like 90 people. Uh, you know, our clients and our partners, they drive us every day to innovate more. Uh, our progs, we call ourselves progs, we're like, you know, driven by this mission to just do more and more every day. So it's been and good. You were really an early visionary about thinking about data and mm -hmm. how it could be leveraged in this way to improve health and make a real impact. Um, it seems like technology, analytics, platforms are catching up to that vision. How have things changed over the, the last seven years for what's possible to make your your vision of reality. Yeah, no, it's been, I think it's the golden age in many ways. You know, I've been doing health tech stuff for almost 20 years now. You know, we're getting, we're getting older. Uh, but a lot of stuff I remember talking about like 15 years ago that just wasn't possible. You could dream it, but you just didn't have, first of all, the data wasn't organized enough, right? And even for us, because we work with diagnostic data, just when we started, it was pretty difficult. And it's not all done yet. I mean, the journey is, we're kind of- Still early. Very early, yeah. And, but more and more of the data is, exists, and it's not like organized and harmonized. And, but there are lots of great tools now that are not expensive, uh, thanks to companies like Google and Amazon that make this infrastructure available mm -hmm. that we can have access to that computational power. But then it's basically you still have to aggregate the data. So and I think you're, you've got some very interesting ways that you're doing that in the sources of the data. Yeah, I mean, we've had some great partnerships with some of the biggest labs in the US. Uh, we continue to build on those partnerships and we continue to extend those partnerships to dozens of labs. So today our core database, the Prognos Registry, uh, we just crossed about 12 billion medical records for about 170 million patients. I mean, that's, that's big, yes. right? So that now allows us to do tons of stuff. Like we can now predict around 50 disease areas. We're tracking these 50 disease areas, but we can, and the thing with diagnostic information is you also have the outcomes. So we can literally build algorithms that can go back and track and look at correlation of these um, patient journeys. And so we're able to calculate risk at any point in that journey for our clients on what's gonna happen at a population level, individual level, uh, which overall, when you think about healthcare, everything to date has been really based on medical claims and billing information uh, or prescription information, which by its nature is after the fact. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna be proactive about you know, what's going on and how you can make deci better decisions, then looking at diagnostic info and then on top of that, predicting sort of the risk and the probability of that is what's gonna drive uh, better decision-making and better outcomes. So we're and at that stage now. It's starting to happen in a big way. 
scalable. And you were early with even the concepts of AI and how mm -hmm. AI and data could be leveraged to really do extraordinary things. Um, talk about that a little. Yeah, you know, I think for us, um, we have been using machine learning and NLP going back like five, six years now. Natural language processing. Natural language processing, uh, machine. I mean, also when you're dealing with data at the size at which we're dealing uh, with now, it's not possible to do it manually. We couldn't possibly build you know, the thousands of algorithms that we've built now and actually work with data at the size if we had, we'd need armies of people to be able to do it. And uh, so, you know, in some ways, you, you have, you're sort of forced to use these new tools and technologies to do it. And in other ways, you know, we've brought in some amazing people, uh, like our chief data scientists and the whole team that we have, that have come from other industries. Like he came from the ad tech industry, as an example, where they're already dealing with this high velocity, high volume of data and making these quick decisions. So if you can leverage some of what's already happened in other industry, other sectors, and then apply that to healthcare, uh, that is a real advantage. But you know, of course, you have to have the actual data to be able to do it. So now we feel like we have that combination. So, and who are some of your customers or types of customers yep. that that are really excited about this future? Yeah, we, we are working with about 30 life sciences companies now. Uh, we started working with life sciences companies about five years ago. So we've been adding you know, clients uh, every year. Uh, we've seen great kind of repeat business. And uh, so for them, it's really kind of three things. It's helping them understand testing trends because more and more of the drugs are biomarker driven. Uh, that's how therapy decisions are made. Uh, so you need to test people to know what drug's going to work best for them. And so it's really important for the life sciences industry to understand the trends in testing, then to identify patients that are best suited for their therapy, and then to look at outcomes. And we're, we're today playing in all three of those buckets. And then we, we launched into the, the payer, the health uh, plan market, about a year and a half ago. It was the same idea. It's like if they want to understand what's going on with their members earlier so they can make better decisions, well, we're the best way to do that because we understand and we're tracking early, uh, way earlier than, because today they have to wait for the claim to come in. Right. That could be months after. Uh, so we can sort of, you know, we, we track that way earlier. So, so take us out to the future. What, what does the future look like? Where do you see this, this going? Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously we have a lot of work to do here still. Uh, <clears throat> we're expanding into conditions. So like three, four years ago, we were only in about half a dozen conditions. So today we're in about 50. Uh, there's a lot going on with uh, rare disease, uh, with orphan drugs. In the last, you know, 15, 20 years, we've seen maybe a couple of hundred drugs that have received this designation. And a lot of the innovation is gonna to continue to happen where you know, they expect 30 million uh, people in the US have some form of rare disease. And so most of these drugs don't even exist for these diseases today. So over the next 10, 15 years, we'll see a lot of innovation. I think we'll play a key role in helping uh, understand what some of those uh, diseases are in helping find therapies and then helping find the patients that can benefit from this because we're tracking the biomarkers, right? So we can do that, I think. And that will benefit the overall healthcare system, the patients. Uh, 
So I think that's a, a big opportunity for us. Beyond that, you know, we also know that everything that we're doing is applicable globally. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a few discussions. We're not ready to expand there yet, but I, there, there are opportunities for us globally as well. Basically. What are you most excited about moving forward? Um, I mean, one is just, uh, it's exciting to see things developing, like things that we were just talking about even one or two years ago saying, hey, you know, we could grow and then we could get so many clients and now like we're there. Or we said, we want to partner with enough labs that we're going to have X amount of coverage. To an everyday person, um, what might the future look like with, with these types of AI solutions and data sets and, and really what you're creating? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the coolest things, and I don't know how to monetize this yet, but it could be like you and I like plugging in our data points, right? If you plug in, if I plug in a few of my data points or you or anybody, we could open up what we have to the world where you can then chart your own progression of any of this stuff. Uh, you know, that could be pretty powerful. I mean, we're doing that at a B2B level right now not for like consumers to be able to go in to do it themselves. But you talk about like empowerment and you know on the consumer side, the ultimate could be like, you know, you can walk in right now people talk about you go into the doctor's office and you Google this and you bring in this article. You could actually bring your own risk scores mm -hmm. saying like, hey, this is what I see like based on my data points and then map that and have a discussion around that. And, and of course, you know, I think a lot of what we're doing right now, it's working with life sciences companies and pairs and we've not do done much on the provider side. I think there are a lot of opportunities also on the provider side where a lot of what we're doing could become basically, let's say for a doctor that's sitting with a patient, they can look at it. And it's not so much around like decision support. Maybe it's around like, probability of risk for each of those things. And then that's like input for them to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those things we will see for sure. Uh, I'm excited to see that, you know, what role can we play in that? Uh, so those are some of the things that n are not quite in our like business model yet, <clears throat> but those are things that we're starting to think about could be like future revenue, future business for us. And also, I think about population health and really identifying, I don't know, obesity issues or mm -hmm. some sort of condition that's, why is it in this area, you mm -hmm. know, versus another area? And can the community start to do something about it um, as a population health uh, sort of mandate? Um, it's, it's just exciting to think about the potential of where these things can go and, and what the impact will be. Um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do to, to stay healthy? You're, you're working all the time, huh? entrepreneur, yes. traveling, have a family. Yeah. Um, wh what do you do to stay sane, stay healthy, de-stress? You know, of course, you have all your core responsibilities. But I think it's staying healthy is part of the responsibility for me anyway. So, I, yeah, I love uh, being outdoors, uh, spending time upstate in addition to splitting time between here and upstate. Uh, and then, so you're you're down by Wall Street, the, yes. the most stressed place in the world, <laughs> and then you go upstate. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's a good balance, but it's a uh, a lot of running, cycling. I enjoy those. It's good thinking time. I don't like to run with music, or um, I like running. It's like a meditation. It is. Yeah, 
and uh, I'm doing a half marathon in a couple of weeks. Very cool. Excited about that. So yeah, I try to do a few of those. Uh, try to do at least one a year, a half marathon, or uh, or yeah. And with like this one, I'm doing with one of my board members, and we try. You know, you mix it up. You try to like do social work, running together, and doing. You can do a work I, meeting I, I running. Like it. It's it's fun. Yeah. Awesome. So um, where should people go to learn more? about Prognos uh, and also to meet you. I know you'll be at the Startup Health Festival in January, so I will. they can see you on stage and, and meet you there as well. Absolutely, yeah, go to prognos.ai. Um, you can also follow us on LinkedIn. And, uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to being out there in January. Uh, you guys have done a tremendous job in really building out this ecosystem and connecting all the key, key players. And, uh, it's been fun. Last couple of years, it's been. Uh, I I'm excited to hear that you have a new venue. Yes. For it's next bigger. year's. Yes. People can bigger, squeeze so in. We can they can actually, fit now. Yes. Yes. So I'm excited about that. Cool. Well, Looking thank you that. for inspiring the industry and really from day one being a part of the startup health family and and everything that that you do to sort of drive us all forward. So excited to watch what Prognos continues to do and and how you guys are growing and scaling. Thanks, Unity. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see what you, you and Steve are doing, and it's fun to be part of this family. Thank you.